Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Uh, we got Heather. Hi. We got Dan. And we welcome back to the studio one of the most incredible human beings, a stellar storyteller. Thank you. Alec Benjamin. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. And okay, so I, I have, I was, okay, last time I was here, I brought you chocolates, uh-huh. and then I, I just, I literally just got back to California, and I didn't have time to stop because I would have been, I would have been uh, late. So I did do this when I was just in the bathroom. Well, that's what was taking you wait, so long. Wait, okay. <laughs> you, we I was making this thing. So this says, this is a coupon to redeem one box of chocolates the next time you see me. But, but it says, some restrictions may apply, only valid. Through 2018. Oh. So, oh. Yeah. We have like two weeks left. Yeah, so in the next two weeks, um, otherwise this is not going to be valid, so I'll give this to you. <laughs> give this to you. Can you hold it up so we can see it? Oh, yeah. Well, some of the words I left out because it's in Sharpie, so um, they got smudged, but you get the idea. I totally get yeah. it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it, and okay. I'm excited to redeem my box of chocolates from you. Wonderful. Okay, I'll make sure I have it, but then if you don't redeem it, I'm giving it to someone else. <laughs> But wow. but you can't. But then, okay. I was gonna say. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. 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 But you can't be upset then. No, <laughs> I will. You, okay. I right. will never be upset if you give my right. targets to a more deserving home. Okay. <laughs> but I want to know that if I'm looking to redeem it in a timely matter, right? I'll actually get my chocolates. You will. Okay. Yeah, you got like two or three weeks left. Yeah. I got time. Yeah, you got time. Are, are you still giving out gifts at shows? Okay. So I sometimes, sometimes I am. I I think I found that. Um, it's actually easier to give away gifts when you're opening for somebody is what I found. Um, but I have given away a few gifts. Uh Um, and I'm trying to think of what we gave away. Okay. So I had a backdrop that was like a storefront. Um, and I gave away, um, items that you would find in a store. So like milk and things like that. And and there was one (laughs) night where I was like, okay, I have this carton of milk. And there were a lot of people who really wanted it. And I was kind of like, well, you might not want to hold this for the whole show, but they did. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah. You, you do that, right? Like you'll give away a gift, but then sometimes if you don't want people to be with it, you'll give it away at the end. I watched yes. that your last LA show. Yes. Do you want to give something away tonight? Um, hmm. I mean, maybe I'll give away another coupon to redeem a box of chocolates. I, I would also love to dedicate something from my studio to the Alec Benjamin gift fund. Okay, really? You can pick a tchotchke. Okay. Anywhere. Right now. Yeah. And well, you can give it away. I thought this was pretty cool, but I kind of wanted it for myself. Oh, it's squish it. <laughs> this is this is actually awesome. Right now. But s- maybe I'll, maybe, well, are you sure you don't want this? You, uh, we can give it away. It's Zach, going to a better Zach home. Zach loves that thing. Okay, I'm not giving it away. No, 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 no. I'm not doing I will buy, uh-huh. an, I'll buy another squishy No, no, no way, no way. I'm no not way. attached to the Norwalk. I don't want to give away your things, but I do, what I will, I will find something and I will give it away but it will be dedicated in your honor that's beautiful <laughs> so it'll but, be from you but let me give a tchotchke like you okay. can pick and really you could take well, how about ball. how about that foot yeah you give away the foot okay or you can give away reptar there's a troll doll chucky finster or the foot no i'll give away the foot okay okay <laughs> that sounds good that's it i think that's a good thing to give away it's it's quite weird so i like that <laughs> send it to a deserving i mean home. a foot isn't weird but Having like a small foot is weird. You yeah. know? Are you yeah. insulting people with tiny feet? No, I'm not. Well, I just want to insult people with feet. Uh. But I also don't want to insult people without feet, so I'm, I'm off it now. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's nothing weird about it, even if it's even a tiny foot. It's all good. How are you doing? How's life? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing really good. Um, 
um, life is is really cool. Um, and um, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm really I'm really happy. Man, you're turning <laughs> into like a superstar. Like you're getting pretty um, big. Well, I don't know I don't know about that. But what I am happy is is that I'm happy that. Um, you know, when I first um, hung out with you guys, um, like I had not put my music out and I've been sitting on music for a really long time and I wanted people to hear it. And now I feel really good that people are hearing the music. So that's really the most exciting thing for me is when, you know, I know that people are listening to the songs. Narrated for you, that is the album. And mm-hmm. when I, it's been a minute since I've connected with an album the way I've connected with yours. Okay. Thank you. The story. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> they're so vivid. They're powerful. They're beautiful. You, is, I, I escape in them, but I also like realize things about myself through them. Cool. I mean, I played it for everybody in my family over Thanksgiving oh, break. Thank you so much. My mom and I listened to it like three or four times. Uh, my mom is now on the list of many big fans of yours. Oh, amazing. John Mayer, also cool. on that list. Uh, yeah, that's cool. He likes that's really you. cool. I, I love John Mayer. I, I love him a lot. <laughs> yeah, I love his music. So that was really exciting for me when I got when I found out that that he had heard my music and and that he liked it. It was like a really cool moment for me because I think a lot of nights, you know, in everything, it doesn't matter what what you're pursuing in every field. Sometimes you wake up and you go, you know, you have the one person that you look up to and you're like, oh, I wonder what they would think of what I'm doing. And because sometimes you feel like you're lost and you don't know, oh, is this right? Am I headed in the right direction? And so when someone kind of shouts you out and is like. Yeah, you're you're doing good. You're like, well, that's that's great. It makes you feel like, okay, this wasn't a waste of time, you know? Because some nights you get super lost in your own head, not sure like if if you're doing if you're doing the right thing. Did that John Mayer Instagram post hit you at the perfect time? It hit me at a really well, yes, but it also I sort of because I was sleeping and someone in the van woke me up and really scared me and then and then I saw it and I I freaked out you know and then everyone in the van was like whoa chill you know <laughs> um but it was really cool yeah I mean I, there's always I don't know I feel like there's never a bad time for something like that to happen so w- was there fear within you when putting out narrated for you um yeah there's a lot of fear um because yeah, I think when you when you sit on when you have songs for a while and maybe they're not new anymore and then you start to second guess them and maybe some of them you like work on a little bit too much and then maybe they get overcooked and yeah, I mean, yes, I was very scared <laughs> to put it out. I was very scared. I'm always scared to put out new music cuz I don't know if people are going to like it. And ultimately like I do make music for myself, but I also want people to enjoy the music too. So Do you now feel like you're headed in the right direction? Um I, I don't know because ultimately like my main goal in life is not I mean my main goal in life is to be a musician and right right now at least but I want to have um I want to have like you know a family and like and like kids and stuff like that's the ultimate goal for me um and so I won't really know um and I think the thing that that scares me the most is like if I do have kids like or when I do cuz I want to like will I be like a good parent that is like my that freaks me out how often do you think of that a lot quite a bit really yeah because well in my song like if we have each other i i talked about like your sister my biggest fear is like um my parents um my parents um are older and so my biggest fear is like my parents you know passing away Hmm. um and uh and i think like i forgot what i was gonna say but yeah my biggest fear is that and i and i think about they like they were really good parents um and so I just want to be like, I want to be a good parent too. Do you want to have kids before they pass on? 
Um, Does that add stress to this? Well, no, that does. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. I just think like you know, I want to have people in my life that I care about just as much as my parents and my sister. And um, I think like you know, the only way to do that is to have a family. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you got to find uh, you know somebody to make the family with. Yeah, well, that's you that's know, a vital piece. You, gotta do, to all you this. definitely got to do that first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that I'm not so worried about that. I think like you know that will come in, in time. If you never okay. find love, at least you can adopt. Also, too, I could also get a dog, too. That's true. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, that would totally fill this void. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to get a, a dog. Or, you know, you do, like, one of those, like, uh, well, it's not the same, but I was thinking of, like, shrinky dinks, you know, when you put one in the sink and it, like, expands <laughs> into an animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I probably won't be doing that. You know what I thought of the other day, too? Have you guys ever played Mighty Beans? Well, yes, beans. okay, you would shake them and they would move, right? Yeah. And they'd have faces on them. They're not like children or anything, but like for a minute, you know, or like Pokemon, you know, I was yeah. like really attached, like in my in my game, I was like pretty attached to my Charizard, and I feel like I did a really decent job of raising him, you know, at least like in the Pokemon world, so Are it's you- not like, that gave me like a certain sense of like, okay, maybe I could be a good parent. Okay. Not like having a Charizard <laughs> in Pokemon Blue is like the same thing, but you know. <laughs> I actually, actually didn't have a Charizard in Pokemon Blue. I had a Blastoise, but it's okay. Anyway, so. Now you're just lying. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. Do not teach your kids to lie. Okay. Are you artistically headed in the right direction? Um, I hope so. I, 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 hope, I hope that I am. Um, but I am still making music. So I feel like sometimes if you make an album, like it's not, it's not done after that. You have more songs to make. And then sometimes it becomes... You're like, okay, now what's next? What what do I do now? So I, I think I think I am. I'm at least staying true to myself. So that makes me happy. At least the music that I put out, it was all me and it was all honest and true stuff. Has anything in your creative process changed since Narrated for you? Are you still writing every day? Um, that's been a little bit more difficult only because I'm traveling a little bit more now. And so Easy. sometimes when you're traveling, it's hard to um, find the space and the time to write. But I have been writing at least a two or three songs a week um, on the road. Oh, that's a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's not as much as I was doing before, though. <laughs> one a day. So, yeah, one a day before. But I've slowed down only because I just can't do it all um, while while I'm in, in a van. You know, sometimes you're in the van for 10 hours and you, until you get to the next city, you get there and it's like, you don't expect to be tired after sitting in a van because you just sat all day. But, you <laughs> but you, it's like a little, you're like, wow, I feel weird. And yeah. then you just want to go to bed. Are you gathering inspiration as you go? Do you make notes or do you just sit and like reflect? Um, I've definitely got a lot of inspiration from being on the road. I saw a lot of things that I've never seen. Um, and also sometimes it's easy to forget how big America is and how diverse and how every state has something different and people are different and they think differently and you have different experiences, even oh, though we're all the same. And yeah, we're all in America. You know, I think that's what makes it an amazing place, but it's hard. I didn't understand that. And I still think I don't have like a, a full grasp on it, but I at least get like a little bit um, better picture of what the country is like and, and um, just go, getting to go to the places and spending some, spending some time there. And that's been very inspiring for me. Let's dive into this album. Okay. By the way, other famous fans of yours, Billie Eilish, Ryan Tedder, Lennon Stella. Yeah, that's pretty that was pretty cool. Yeah. That one morning I woke up and I my uh, Instagram was going crazy and I had like a million text messages and it was because Billie Eilish did a cover of The Water Fountain. Unbelievable. It was, it was beautiful and I was like, "Wow, that's so cool." I was so it was so exciting. Do you yeah. connect after that? Um, well, I sent her a message, but she didn't read it, so, (laughs) but it doesn't matter, like, that was enough for me, you know, if that's, if that's, if that's it, then that's cool. Actually, you know, interestingly enough, I went to a show of hers one time, um, and, uh, a friend of mine, um, 
knows her and so he introduced me to her um when she was um it was maybe a year ago and she's grown so fast you know so it was it was big then but it wasn't like it is now um and she was super cool to me and she was like hey you know that water fountain song i really like that song and it was really genuine and like she didn't have to say anything to me or whatever and i didn't even know that she'd heard my music so when she posted it i was like oh wow that's so cool you know and she listened to the re-release version she did of water fountain yeah she did i have mm, you know that was so weird because i wanted to re-sing it and change it a little bit but Sometimes I wonder, man, maybe if we lost a little bit of the song in it. I'm not sure, you know? And then you do a demo and you record it, and people are like, oh, I like the demo better. The good news about that is that both still exist. Um, but you can sometimes, compare. Yeah, sometimes you maybe maybe you lose a little bit of the soul of what was there. I, I didn't feel that. Okay, and I've good. listened to both many, many times. Okay, well, I trust, I literally, I trust you. So that's why I send you all my songs before. <laughs> if it passes the, the Zach Sang test, I know, like, okay. I can put it out. Get out of here. I really one one thing is getting those records from you makes my days, Sweet. weeks, dude. Uh, um, Let me down slowly is one of my top three most played songs on Spotify. Let's go. That's but, awesome. <laughs> yeah, but dude, it's barely been out. Number one, so I've listened to it like crazy. But number two, you sent me that record probably a couple months before it came out. Yeah, and then I was listening to it on repeat. R- oh, like, cool, crazy. Okay, so maybe if. I- Maybe if it would have been on Spotify, then it could have been like top two. Yeah, <laughs> but that's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank and seriously, you guys are you guys are you guys are the best. I really am like so excited that you would have me back. I've been really looking forward to this. Like I was looking forward to it all day. Um, and then yeah, well you you know yesterday we had like some crazy stuff happen, and so then I didn't know if we, I was gonna be able to come because our van got totaled, which was it was wild. I wasn't in it, so like. You know, I can't, I can't like post, you know, one of those things where it's like, you know, so happy I'm alive. And then someone sends you a message and they're like, they're like, I actually wasn't in it, but like, think about like what could have happened if I was though. <laughs> you know? I didn't want to do that. But like, it was pretty crazy, you know, like, um, the tour manager was pulling out of a space and then he got hit, um, pretty much head on and what? the whole thing was destroyed. Damn. You know, and Somebody hit, hit him? Like, yeah. I mean, the van's big. Was yeah. it like a giant truck? It was No, it was like, you know, one of those big, like, utility vans or whatever. It wasn't uh. like one of those regular white vans, um, but it was like a, a, a bigger one, like slightly bigger, has a big ceiling, has an Xbox in it, which is pretty lit, you wow. know? <laughs> what, what kind of car hit him? Um, I don't, I think it was a, I think it was a, was a Prius, which is brave of a Prius. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, very brave. That, that Prius won. Yeah, but um, it really, you know, it. No one got hurt, um, but we had so much stuff like yesterday trying to figure out, okay, well, how are we going to get our stuff to the venue? How are we going to, how am I going to get to California? Well, we're already in California, but how am I going to get to um, to Los Angeles from San Francisco? So, But we figured it out. We actually got a new van in like three hours, but it created a <laughs> lot on. of host of other issues. But yeah, was, <laughs> I was like, wow, how do we have a new van already? Yeah, but now you got a tour story, bro. Yeah, exactly. It makes it in a book or a documentary one day. Well, actually, I have a crazier story than that. I was on tour. Did I tell you this? When, my, when I got into a bus accident. No. When I was on tour um, with John Bellion, opening for him, I was on the like the crew slash support bus. Uh-huh. Um, we were driving through Nebraska, and um, this I, I've, I've never had like an actual near death experience before this, but I, I legitimately thought like, okay, I'm gonna die. So we were our our tire exploded. I didn't know this. I'm sleeping at the time. All of a sudden, I had a dream that I was in an earthquake. And the bus starts shaking, and then I got thrown out of the top bunk onto the floor, and then we our brakes went out. We went off a ten foot embankment into a cornfield. Oh it was crazy. It was so crazy. And so, and I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, whoa, this, I'm like, this could be it. Um, and eventually, we stopped. 
I didn't know where we were, so I opened up the door. You know, I'm like not wearing any clothes, like walking out, <laughs> and there's corn everywhere. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> um, and yeah, we had ended up like a, like half a mile into a cornfield. Was Damn, everybody what? okay? Everyone was okay, but I jumped. I pretty much jumped out of the back of the bus, like, 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 almost with with no clothes on. I was like, I was the first one out. <laughs> I, was, I could hear, like, I saw all my stuff, like, sitting in the bed, you know, with my my laptop and everything. And I heard my mom in my head. She was like, "Just don't take anything. Just leave. Just leave." <laughs> so Aww. I just jumped out the back. <laughs> but we ended up being okay. But it was it was crazy. So uh, you wow. remember. All those details so vividly. You feel an emotion that's the first time you've ever felt it, right? That you're mm-hmm. die. Do you tap into those emotions when writing music at all? Because, dude, these records, there's a host of different emotions. Some are dark, some are light. It's mm-hmm. like... I- y- yes, I do, actually. I have a song that I didn't release that I actually really like um, that may come out, and it was called Till It Happens to You. And it's like, maybe not about this specific incident, but you never think that something like that is going to happen until it happens to you. You know, everybody thinks that they, they can, they can, they can tempt fate because it's just not going to happen to them. And then you have that moment where you're like, wow, it's happening to me. That's crazy. So I do tap into those things. Definitely. That's so real. I just want to knock on wood for good luck. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I just, there's wood right there. Mo. Wait, can I, can I drink this water? Yeah. Okay. No. It's your, it's your water. All right, I know. I just don't want to make like a, a weird sound in the microphone. It's ASMR. Actually swallow it on mic. People will love it. <laughs> Yo, those videos are, those videos are kind of crazy, but. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> you, you, you you felt too weird. Maybe I'll end up in an ASMR compilation. <laughs> Goals. Okay, can we talk about uh, I, narrated for you your stories or a series of different people's stories? These are my stories, all of them. Some of them are more of a metaphor, but they're all based on things that happened in my life. Uh, all of them, yeah. Annabelle's homework. We'll start okay. there. So this song, people ask me. Some people have asked me. I got okay. I got like three messages on Instagram. Like, people keep asking me like, "Who is she?" Who's asking, bro? <laughs> no, nobody is asking. Um, but a couple of, I asked, of people well, who listen, yeah, and and you asked, and you asked. Um, well, so Annabelle is a metaphor for like maybe the person in your life um, where you kind of learn that you can't buy love, where you know you like someone and you know that they don't maybe care about you in the same way, but you keep thinking like, "Oh well, if I just." You know get this concert ticket or if I they'll just see me in a new way and then they they don't and and I that song is not about blaming the other person but it's about feeling guilty that you thought that you could do that you know because it's like you can't hold the other person responsible if they're honest about their feelings you know um but was this Annabelle honest did she make it clear well, that maybe she, she was did- taking a little bit of advantage of me mm-hmm. but I think also like you know she kind of she, she knew that I knew that that she didn't like me like that so you know it was it was I I did it it was my bad. But were you actually doing your homework? Is that real? All that stuff? Um, yeah, actually, that is true. Um, and I had another s- story that was similar to that that kind of inspired it as well, where one time I was doing somebody's homework in class. It was like one of the more popular kids. Um, and he was he would always copy off my test. And I thought, well, if I just give him the answers, you know, um, which is like, why would he copy off my test? I didn't even do that well in school. But, <laughs> but I thought, like, if I just give him the answers, then maybe he'll like me more. And then I overheard him kind of making fun of me. And I felt guilty because I should have known that that's just not how how it works. Yeah. yeah. Story, I get it. Other and I thought vi- Annabelle's a pretty name, so. Beautiful. Yeah. So Annabelle's a made-up name. But Annabelle is not, well, I mean, it... it it is a name. Well, it's a real name. <laughs> yeah. but you, you made it up but, for the song. But, but the person that I'm referring to in this song 
is not named Annabelle. Is the last person, the last time you talked to this person back when you were in elementary or middle school, I guess yeah. that's when this happened? Yes. Yeah, I haven't talked to them since, but I learned a very valuable lesson, so I think about it quite a bit. 22 days, what was the final straw in this situation that made you realize no more? Was it that kid talking behind your back? Well, I just don't really like doing homework, you know? So I kind of <laughs> realized, like, at the end of it, I was like, well, maybe she's just not going to like me. I think the the final thing was, you know, I kind of just said, I was like, well, hey, what's up? What's going on? And it just, you know, it didn't end up it didn't end up working out. And I knew from the start that it wouldn't. So but sometimes you kind of keep, just hold out hope. Sorry. Well, th- this Annabelle must have been a baby. You said, like, she- you're just another one who got hurt doing her homework. Mm-hmm. So was she doing this to other people or? No, I think maybe um, I think I'm just I'm, I'm kind of more talking about, like, everybody goes through that at some point. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, I'm just another person who thought that they could buy somebody's love. It's not her just, you know, doing that to a bunch of people. I don't think she was like that. Mm-hmm. She was a sweet girl. Was it yeah. actually 22 days? No, <laughs> but 22 days and 21 nights sounded cool to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i wanted people to think like i was really doing a lot of homework because <laughs> yeah. then maybe maybe um girls will think like wow he's like pretty smart that's crazy that's a lot of homework to do <laughs> like how does he handle his workload and her workload and yeah, still do yeah. well in school like that's a guy that you know i want to be with and then you know maybe one day we can make a family and then maybe i can complete my goal of having you know a, ni- a, a nice a nice family there you go. <laughs> so oh. that's what that song is about <laughs> <It's really deep. laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a very, I like thought about that a lot. I was like, okay. <laughs> but you probably did. Well, maybe subconsciously. Maybe. No, no, I didn't think about it like that. Was it painful though, like dissecting that experience, like going back and kind of reliving it? Um, or any of these stories was no, because I relive, well, no, I was reliv- reliving that story anyways. Every time I think that, oh, maybe, you know, not that one, that one, no, but I have this song called If I Killed Someone for You. And that song may be a little bit because um, that song is not about actually killing somebody, um, <laughs> which is good. I've never killed anybody. Um, oh, good. But good to it, know. <laughs> well, it's about it's about like when you think if you change, you always, you know that saying wherever I go there I am. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom says it to me all the time. Um, but you know it doesn't matter. You always sometimes you think if you change yourself for somebody else, then you know that can work and eventually you always end up becoming who you are anyways mm-hmm. so i don't know i i it wasn't songs about like you know it starts out about like okay i'm sorry i did this i killed someone like let me explain this to you like uh, are you gonna love me more if i did this and then find out in the end like well the person that i killed is the person that i was before i was with you and mm-hmm. sometimes that's when your fr- that's when your friends say like well you were so different before like yeah why? you changed yeah you changed and i did in that relationship what changed about you well I don't want to say anything like too, um, too crazy because she, it's not like she, I don't want to. It's not on her. It was all me, and she was a really she's a really cool, um, cool person. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm not really sure exactly what changed about me. I just I I kind of I didn't spend as much time with my friends as I as I should have. I kind of regret that. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I I was maybe I just got in a little bit too deep. Yeah. And. Who, I mean, how does that relationship end? Do you end it? Do you realize? It's the same let me down slowly relationship. So All connected. It ended. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it ended, but she's great. Was it, I mean, to get into the area of your brain where you're like down to title song, if I killed somebody for you, it's dark. Yeah, it was dark because, well, also I'm kind of weird. Um, and sometimes like I was afraid that maybe she wouldn't like that. And 
I don't I don't know if she would or if she wouldn't wouldn't have. Maybe I was just assuming something that wasn't true. But what do you mean? Like if she would like the song or like no? Like I like make up words and like do weird things. And like sometimes I was like, oh, well, I don't want her to like to think I'm weird. So maybe I, I won't do that around her. And and you eventually you suppress it for a long time. Sometimes you kind of lose a piece of yourself. The good part is though, it, it all came back. So, I'm weird again. So you, <laughs> I mean, you we ch- love it. You changed on two sides. You changed who you were for her, but then you changed to your friends as well. Yeah, yeah. Right, not spending enough time with them. She's exactly. So taking yes. over. Yeah, that that part. When I think about that, it makes me sad because I think that some of the relationships that I had um, because of that suffered a little bit, and I think that's just life. And I don't regret any of it because I grew a lot from from it, but. I learned a lot from that experience. So, wow. I mean, it, it, dark time, so it kind of came naturally. Like, Yeah, that song was pretty dark, but it's okay. Steve. Okay, Steve. Yes. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, <laughs> cool. What, what about it? <laughs> the story behind this is pretty fascinating. You did a, like a writing camp that whole day. You write a ton of songs, mm-hmm. and then you go to your hotel room, yes. right? And Steve comes out. Mm-hmm. They're... Okay. The message behind the song is you want what you don't have, but you have all the things you need. Mm-hmm. You're not a guy who does writing camps, right? right? You're not a guy who gets with these biggest writers and goes from room to room while they're pitching you songs. Mm-hmm. You're yourself, right? You, right. You, I try to be. You mm-hmm. do your best work when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you see how those two can kind of be connected? Well, yes. I do see how that can be connected. And sometimes in my life, you know, I've... That's what this song is about. That, that, that there is a connection there because sometimes you know I'll I'm I'm very I feel very fortunate for um, just like that I get to make music and I I'm really happy. Um, but I'm always looking for that one extra thing. It's like well my song was just a little bit bigger. Or if you know I had just had this or if I just had that or and and I think that a lot of people are like that. And Adam and Eve that story i'm not like a super religious guy or anything but i feel like adam is kind of like the archetype of like the person who's just like like just had that one other thing it's like dude you could live forever like in this awesome place like chill out you don't don't need to eat that apple but <laughs> but he needed it exactly he felt he needed <laughs> he, it yeah well he felt he did and sometimes i feel like like that's what the last verse is about it's like sometimes i feel like that person maybe and and then steve is the is the person in your life that's always like Hey, you know, there's always someone, whether it's your, you know, your mom or your dad or your sister or your best friend or whatever, who's like, hey, you, things are going good. Just just chill, you know, T- take some time. Like, you should be happy for what you have. And you kind of just brush that person off like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you go for you go for whatever it is and you eat the apple and you compromise yourself. And I've done that before. You ate the apple. So, I, I you know, I I'm trying not to. But in certain situations I have and I've regretted it. Did you have a Steve? Um, I do. I have a lot of Steves in my life, but but the Steve the Steve in my life is is my mom, who's always like, things are okay. You don't need to like you don't need to be worried about everything else. Just worry about yourself. Is there a connection between Steve and Gotta Be a Reason? Um, no, but I could see. I wrote them at a similar time, so maybe that's a connection. Maybe there's a connection that I just didn't even notice. Um, but Gotta Be a Reason is about like. Hmm, I'm trying to think. What is that song about? <laughs> well, I know what it's existence. about. Yeah, that song is just like wondering why we're here. And I have that quite a bit. I watch, I go deep on YouTube into like a lot of um, videos about the universe. And sometimes I feel like I could be a scientist. And then I realize I'm not. <laughs> you haven't got to school for it. And, uh, or poorly know. equipped. I know nothing about science. But if you watch like, if you watch like a, 
um, a PBS video on science, you walk away think, feeling like a genius, which is awesome. <laughs> you know? So I do that frequently. Maybe that's where that song came from. Wait, so Steve has nothing to do with the whole the dumb quote, like, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. I didn't even know that was a thing. You didn't? Mm-mm. Someone I called that, me. I was like, uh, that must be. Well, you yes. On first listen, you think that. Right. Well, that's the thing. Someone called me after I wrote the song and I sent it to them, you know, and I sent it out to whoever. And um, they were like, hey, well, you know, don't you know that this is like a, a like a kind of like a slur, or like a like a, you know, a really like it's like a it's it's a homophobic joke. And I was like, I didn't I didn't actually even know that. And but I don't think that the song and I, and I was like, yo, do you think the song is offensive? And they were like, well, no, it's not. And, and I think um, it, that's had nothing to do with it. But like. Hey, it could be Adam and Steve. Like that's fine with me. I'm like, yeah, great. You know that song is like a big, you know, like middle finger to to those people. It's like yeah, it could go. be. Get out of here. Well, but, that's where I got confused because there's the line about the snake, and I was like, is that supposed to be like a no? I was like, where, I, so my mind was going all these places, but now no, it's it has, very literal. Yeah, has nothing to do with any of that. Mm-mm, it doesn't. But if but if that's what the song means for you, then like that's that's totally cool. I'm happy when people have a different interpretation of the music, just as long as they don't think that I was trying to offend anybody because I was not. Yeah. But this lyric, everybody should hear. You want what you don't have, but you have all the things you need. Mm-hmm. That is powerful stuff. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I, that's true for for a, a lot of things, especially for for me at, at certain times. And I wish that I could just be content. Because, like, as, you know, life is great, and sometimes, like... There's a balance, though. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, you could, you know, you, you're you not... We're not going to be here forever. At a certain point, like, we're, we're going to, you know... Sometimes I feel guilty for being excited about some of the cool things that have happened to me. Um, because, you know, I never know when they're going to end. And getting dropped from a record label, and, you know, you kind of don't want to get too excited because you never know. Um, but then, you know, someone said to me the other day, they were like, well, you know, you you could die tomorrow. And if you didn't enjoy any of this, then what was it all for? And I thought that was a pretty true thing to say. Zach Sang Show. Hey, everybody in my family has been annoying me to get them this, this holiday season. It is perfect for anybody who has a mouth. It made it to Oprah's O list, and you use it twice a day. I'm talking about a toothbrush, but not any kind of toothbrush. I'm talking about the toothbrush of the now, which is also the toothbrush of the future, Quip. This thing is beautiful. I'm going to say it. Like, it's sexy looking. When I look at my sink and I see my Quip toothbrush hanging up there on my mirror, I'm like, oh, this is the bathroom of the future. Everybody in my family wants this thing. My mom, my stepmom, my dad, my sister, and my grandma have all put in requests for, for Quip. I, I get it, though, because it is really amazing. It's the first electric toothbrush ever to be accepted by the American Dental Association. And this thing has over 5,000 verified five-star reviews. Quip is no joke. It pops right there on your mirror. That same holder that pops in your mirror can be used as a carrying case, so your Quip is easy to use on the go. Plus, there's no clunky charger with your Quip. Use one battery, it runs for three months like a charm. I don't think I can navigate my dental life without my Quip. It looks beautiful, it's so effective, and it's really fun to use. I genuinely, genuinely love my Quip. Try it out if you need a toothbrush or if you want to buy something for somebody you love this holiday. The Quip is perfect. Like, it looks like this fancy big-ticket tech gift, but it really has the price of a stocking stuffer. And if you buy a toothbrush right now through me, you go to getquip.com sang, you're not only going to get a toothbrush, but you're also going to get a free refill pack. That refill pack will come with a new battery and a new head to go right on your Quip. That is getquip.com sang. Getquip.com sang. 5,000 verified five-star reviews. I promise you, Quip is no joke. If I can use it, if Oprah can use it, 
And if my grandma's begging me for one, you should definitely check it out. Getquip.com slash Sang. Zach Sang Show. So what motivates you? What motivates me to what? To, to continue. To, to, to keep continue? going. Well, I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm having a good time. Um, and I don't know. Uh, maybe a lot of just like biological things. I get hungry. I have to eat. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, so you have to work to make to yeah. buy food. Yeah, I got to work to buy food. You know, all those kinds of things. You might as well do what you love. Yeah. to make the money you need. You know? exactly. Um, back to got to be a reason. Do you question existence? Do you question your existence? Recently, I have been quite a bit. Um, I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, it freaks me out. But that's that's cool. I think that's a think everybody struggles with that so but do you think your music and the stories you tell have some you know purpose that that's maybe why you're here maybe i i don't know that's a big question and i i don't know the answer to that but i i hope so well, what do you mean when you like you don't know why you're here like what what do you what do you mean by that we're about to get so deep. Like, why are any <laughs> of us here? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the point is. That freaks me out a lot of time. A lot of the time, I often think about like, you know, I I like to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we're here. Life is life is awesome and it's fun. And I love my family and I love getting to do things like this. Um, and everything, maybe having a point or a purpose is like a very maybe that's not even a thing. Like you know, maybe like it's a very human construct but you know when you're like well you know what if what if the world wasn't here then what it's like whoa yeah then there's just blackness yeah Yeah, but i can't even think no one knows that freaks me out but if we think and act with in what we know Mm -hmm. people kind of form their own point and their own purpose everybody within themselves whether it's to provide for their family or who knows do a job that is needed i mean Mm -hmm. everybody has their own purpose right that, that they find out and they figure out yes do you think the world would be a different place without somebody like aesop and all of his fables um yeah definitely i think um i think the world would be a different place without anybody who's here right now i think maybe everybody has more of an impact than they even know i i agree, totally agree with that 100 percent. but without those stories right a, mm-hmm. a lot of like social norms and things that we've figured out and experienced i mean We'd be without them. We learned a lot from stories like that. Yeah, and too, you know, I, I was reading, like, the story of Cain and Abel, um, um, and, you know, where, you know, a brother kills another brother, brother, and at that time, there weren't so many people around, um, and like, I'm not getting biblical here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know, like, what's true, what's not true, like, who existed, whatever. I'm it's not saying story. anything. I'm very, I'm yeah. very, like, you know, you believe what you want to believe, but it is a story, and interestingly enough, like, in that story, there was, you know, um, actually, I think my sister was talking about it, um, I kind of just thought like you know at that at that time there weren't as many people um in in existence so if you kill one person you were killing a whole generation of people that's a lot of people you know so i think like we people are they're important everybody is important True. it was it was represented in that story i think yeah wow Sorry, too many people deep. if you ask me <laughs> yeah but whatever no nah, nobody we're, asked we're, me. we're doing all right <laughs> uh do you have a song that you want to go into next well, I got one if you don't have one. Oh, yeah, you go. Swim. Okay, Swim. Great record. Thanks. You wrote this with somebody else. I did. I did. I wrote this with a girl named Julie Frost. She's a fabulous uh, lady, and I, and I love her very much. Is there some real meaning behind 40 Days? There is. Um, And I actually realized 
that in Annabelle and in this song I use um, days in the chorus. Um, but I think that this song for me is a little bit less about a relationship, slightly about it, but it's also about, you know, another 40 days I'm lost at sea, I'm just going to swim until you love me. And I think that song for me is about, you know, I had this whole thing when I got signed for the first time about there were people who were like, oh, you know, you're, you're great. Like, it's going to be awesome. Like, we love you. And then when I got dropped, all that kind of went away. And so I felt like I was just kind of like um, like waiting or like uh, what's that word where you're like Wait, paddle, waiting Tread- water, treading, treading water. water. Yeah, treading I felt water. like I was treading water until like I had another opportunity. So that's what that chorus for me represents. During that time, I mean, that's like a obviously talk about dark before. That's a dark moment, right? To feel that way, like you're yeah. out in the middle of the sea by yourself, just trying not to drown. Yes. How do you come back from that? Um, I just didn't have a choice. I think like the prospect of not making music was scarier for me than yeah. the prospect of just going for it. So I don't really consider that like being like a like a like a crazy thing to do. I just didn't. I just was very. I was like, yeah, just go for it. Was music the raft that just appeared and you grabbed onto it? Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> I think so. Out of curiosity, who forced you to make music again at, at, while you're in that moment, or did you do it yourself? Did you find it within? Um, I think I had it within me but it was my parents who were like you should keep going they were the raft they've always been the raft yeah <laughs> sweet yeah did you ever see yourself being as successful as you are right now and most likely going to get bigger and bigger well i i still even i mean i'm still at the very infant stages of my career you know things are just like start getting started for me um i'm like really just at the at the starting block right now so um i'm excited for everything that is happening right now but you know I definitely understand that I have to keep working hard and that it's not just gonna it's not just gonna happen and even now no nothing is promised I'm just getting a second chance now which is nice well what in the past few months like it was like four or five six months ago since you were here what happened like in the past few months we were like okay this is working I'm doing something right um I think that happened in the last few weeks for me um only because I started my tour three weeks ago um, and when you're on the internet, um, even if you have, you know, some, you know, get a thousand likes on your picture or whatever, it's like, it's hard to, hard to understand that 1,000 individual human beings decided to, you know, like a photo of yours. Sorry, hold on. I'm trying not to burp. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but I think that um, uh, I, I got to meet some of those people. And like it realized, it, be, it felt very real to me. Like, okay, wow, there are 500 people in a room right now. Look, I know I'm not, I'm not playing a stadium, you know, but you know, there's 500 people there. They I played, showed up for you. Yeah, you know, and to show up for you. I played. I remember the first, like, one of the first shows that I did, and you know, there were five people there, and I was like ecstatic. You played you know? parking lots. Yeah. So to have 500 people in a room, you know, in Unreal. in Seattle, you're like, wow, this is really cool. It's really, really cool. And I didn't think, like, yeah, like, I've made it. Like, let's go. You know, I was more of like, wow, I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy that people are listening to my music. It was just a feeling of, like, genuine excitement and, like, gratitude. So do you feel like there's stories within you that need to be told, obviously, still? Because the only thing that motivates you that I'm trying to, starting to real, realize is that people are listening to your music. You just want your stories to be heard. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. There are lots of stories I want to tell still. Stories from your life or stories from things that you've gathered recently? Yes, stories from my life, stories from things that have happened to me in the past, stories from things that are happening to me right now. I have some ideas of things that I want to say. I have a song, I have a few songs that I are 
Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of them. I have a lot of them of things that I'm excited to talk about. What was the last song you made for Narrated for you? The last song on there. What's, I can't remember what songs are on there. Um, well, the last one that I made. Wait, can you tell me? Um, what was it? Okay. The first one I made was 1994 because that I wrote when I, when I was 18. So I'm trying to think of the last one. That, that made, was? The last one was probably Steve. Really? Steve was probably the last song. How long ago was that? Mm, right before I put out Let Me Down Slowly. Okay, so, mo- I mean... Yeah, like six months ago. And I've been writing s- in that period, so I have a lot of new music. 1994, you write that when you're 18, but you're 24 now? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a long time ago. Yeah, it is a long time ago. Um, Are you in high school when that's written? Right out of high school. Fresh. The- beautiful song. Thank it's you. my childhood, it's your childhood, it's our childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, can you... Take me back to that day six years ago when this song first popped into your head. What was the first thing that sparked it? Well, I'll tell you exactly how I wrote it. So I went, I'd never really done songwriting sessions before. I just moved out to California and I was was with a friend. He was like, hey, I know this guy. He's from Germany and he writes songs. Do you want to write with him? And I was like, well, that sounds really scary, but I I did it. Uh, and so I met up with him, and it was at this, like, uh, this preschool, and there were these tiny chairs. They were, like, you know, well, they weren't this big, actually. <laughs> chairs were the, chairs. the chairs were this big, you know? <laughs> and and it, they expected you to sit in them. No, okay, the chairs were, like, you know, like this big, and I did sit in them. Um, and we had, like, a little piano. Uh, and actually, it was a big piano. There was a piano bench there. I'm like, I don't how, know. How big was it, you think? I'm not sure. The piano was this big. Man. <laughs> measuring tape over here. Can you? Um, but anyways, uh, I met up with him, and uh, we were writing a song in this preschool, and I had the chords, and he had, like, a little melody um, for the verse, like a na-na-na-na-na-na-na. That was his idea. Um, and then he was like, well, wouldn't it be cool, like, I don't know, maybe something about your generation. And I was like, well, what if it was like, this is where I broke my wrist, where I thought? And he was like, oh, that's cool. And then we wrote the song. Yeah. Cool. And while it's coming out, are you going through your childhood? Or? Yeah, that's just my life. Like, you know, I thought about the time where I, you know, broke my wrist and I was jumping off of something because I thought I was Buzz Lightyear. I tried that one time. Doesn't work. Yeah. yeah don't <laughs> yeah. do that. So you weren't trying to be Superman. Mm-mm. Julia Street, is that real? Uh, oh, Choya Street. Choi, what is it? Choya Street. Choya Street? Yeah, I know it's very hard. It's like a, it's a, see, it's like when people say, Saguaro, but it's Saguaro. Arizona has a lot of things like that. So yeah, or they'll say Suara. Chola. Yeah, Chola. <laughs> it's Choy. It's a it's a cactus. Oh yeah. So it's real street. Yep, that's where I grew up. Did you ever feel like you were gonna ruin some childhoods talking about Santa Claus? Yeah, you really effed with him. I actually didn't think about that until like I was four shows in, and I saw a mom covering her kids ears <gasps> and i was like oh no i wonder how many people i've ruined christmas for <laughs> yeah. i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you're like I, santa claus isn't real he's what um i probably just did it in this interview as well <laughs> if you're watching this he's out there somewhere he's still real santa is 100 percent real you're wrong <laughs> okay i'm wrong alec benjamin i'm willing to accept that i'd be okay with it if i was what a wonderful idea right yeah agreed he's always around well actually it's watching. kind of a weird idea that oh, someone no, is, is allowed to crawl into your chimney and but i kind of like it that's yeah, how so we it's all good that's why we don't but please we don't, don't if you're watching this don't crawl into my chimney there will yeah. be no cookies for you <laughs> you, are, you will not be welcomed yeah. in my <laughs> well, i actually don't have a house yet i still live at home but my parents will probably be upset all right chill. that's why you can't really <laughs> yeah. think about it you yeah. just know no, you should do a Christmas song, but it's like the anti-Christmas song. I wrote song. a Christmas song Whoa. the other day, yeah. Oh, cool. The, the idea of the song was, it was about, I thought what it would be like 
my parents are together and I feel very fortunate, but I wonder what it would be like to, I have a song about Santa and it's like uh, from the perspective of a little kid um, and it's like, how will he know where to find me? Oh, interesting. And I thought that was kind of a cool idea. How'd your parents play into that? Um, well, I think that I was just trying to empathize with some of the kids that I grew up with um, just because I know how difficult it is when, when parents split up. Um, and I thought, like, if you're, if, you're, if you're four or five years old and you have to go to a different house and Santa's supposed to come to your house, how's he going to know which house to come to? I asked that question all the time growing up. Yeah. And, and so then they convinced me that Santa came to my dad's house a day earlier when I knew it was bull squash because Santa doesn't make two visits. Yeah, that's true. He's Santa got a lot of house to get to, though. I mean, he could. I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Is it is it like a real Christmas song though? Is it kind of like a diehard thing where like, is it a Christmas song? Is it not? Well, it's about it's 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 more about like what it's. I don't know. It's just about being a kid and being scared um, and not knowing. Like, I don't know. I guess that's what you would think about, right? If you're five years old and you don't mm-hmm. really know like how to how to you have to try and contemplate or like you have to understand what's happening between your parents and like you know christmas is coming up and that would be a thing that i would think about if i were a kid i did where how is it where is he coming that'd be the biggest thing you were thinking about because you're not really thinking about your parents relationship at that point right how as somebody you went through it you're 100 spot on okay um how do you exit yourself and enter into somebody else or, or how do you like really like you're kind of like making up an entire story here right you're writing from the perspective of people but it's all fiction well, it's still from the per- per- uh, the perspective. It's still from the <laughs> perspective of myself because I feel like that's what I don't know. Maybe I'm selfish for saying that, but that's what I would. If I were four, like five, I'd be like, "What? Like where? You know?" And I think, um, I think that you can always, you can. I think what I like to do is if I have a feeling, I want to give people that same feeling. Um, not and I and I want to show them, not tell them. So you could say like. You know, it's really scary when your parents get divorced. Or you could really outline that for someone. Like, imagine how how scary it would be to be that kid. And then they really, then they feel it, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that emotionally taxing for you? To, like, dissect and try to imagine and live every detail? It's emotionally taxing for me to not talk about things like that. I really, I really, like, I really, maybe it sounds weird, but I, I like writing songs like that. Because they mean something. They do. Uh, what song? What what song off this album means the most to you? The most to me, if we have each other, definitely. Yeah, that one's because it's about my parents and my sister. Um, but also, the boy in the bubble means a lot to me too. And then uh, I think of the other ones. Um, maybe I always forget what's on there. <laughs> oh, Annabelle's homework. Those are probably like what is it about that song? We've had a couple people in here recently, and they always bring up that. I'm not sure because I didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to like it that much while I was writing it and then when I finished it and then something inside me I was like well I should just put this on YouTube and I did and the response was really good um, from the people who follow my YouTube channel Uh, and so I was like well let's finish it Um, and sorry what what, what was the question? I was saying because we've had a couple other artists who we like if you're brought up that's always the song they mention. Yeah I don't know why I don't know why because you know at first, I thought maybe, well, maybe some of the people who follow me are a little bit younger, and that's something that they're going through. But I think it's just a very universal experience. Everybody's like, gone yeah, through it. Yeah. And, and But all these songs, if everybody really listens to these records, they'll find different parts of themselves 
within them. I mm-hmm. promise you and you and everybody listening, because it really is. I mean, talk about you're talking about America before. It's so diverse and different, but there are common threads that link us all right. together. There are pillars that we as humans all share. There's moments that we all share. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, my the reason why I like lyrics so much and why I like lyrics that maybe, you know, my music... I'm not like super hip dude, so maybe that's why I don't I like cool. say like super hip stuff in my music, you know, but I also think that like, you know, a lot of things changed, production, taste change, but emotions, people in 1700 felt the same way mm-hmm. as they feel now, you know, they express it in different ways, but everybody feels the same throughout history. Love, so, loss, hate. Yeah, stuff. these Everyone, are all yep. these are all very these are all very common things that we experience. So if you can kind of capture some of those themes in your music in a way that people relate to, then your songs could last forever, even if they're not like the biggest songs ever. I don't know how long my songs will last, but my goal is to just have songs that that people can listen to, you know, in a few years and not, and not have it just be like, a, oh, that was cool in 2018 or whatever. Do you think Narrated for You did that? I don't know. That's one of my big fears, but I hope it did. That's my, I'm, it's, you know, narrated for you, if I get to continue making music, is will hopefully be a stepping stone on my way to achieving that goal. There's records on here that can last forever. Well, I hope you're right. Thank you for saying that. I promise you. Uh, 9-11 gets mentioned in mm-hmm. 1994. That's a big move. Mm-hmm. Big move. Did you understand the weight of that when it was happening? When 9-11 happened, I didn't... Um, or, or, you can or, go into when it was, ha- please. Or when I wrote about yeah, it. Yeah, when you wrote it. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to put it in the song because I feel like that's a moment in everybody's life. You know, my mom was telling me she remembers when, um, you know, when JFK got shot. Um, and I feel like that moment um, in her life, like my equivalent is 9-11. Yeah. Seeing those images was just every American, everybody in the world remembers that. So I wanted to put it in a song. Where were you? I was in my parents, I was walking to my parents' room because I had wondered, like, why didn't they wake me up to go to school? Because my mom used to wake me up for school. <laughs> um, and um, I saw that they were watching TV, um, and my mom tried to explain to me, like, what was happening. And a lot of my family lives in New York. I live in Arizona at the time, but my parents couldn't get a hold of anybody in our family. And a few of my, um, few members of my family worked and lived close to the World Trade Center. Is that the day you understood death? No. The day that I understood death, I remember that I was three and a half and I was driving the car with my dad. This is like one of my first memories. And I said to my dad, I said, Dad, do one, do, do people die someday? And my dad said, yes. And they have it. it. Yeah. And then I knew. But you knew what death or do people die? You knew the act of not existing. Yeah, but I didn't understand that kind of evil until 9-11. That was when I understood that, like, there's evil in the world. That was, That to me was like, wow. That was really very jarring for me. What do you want somebody who's not a part of our generation to take away from a record like 1994? Um, well, maybe they just see, you know, sometimes people talk about like, oh, well, these kids don't understand anything or like, you know, like, oh, you know, these like these adults or whatever. But it's just like, well, maybe it's just like a kind of like a peek into what it was like being born in that year and then growing up. You, you go. Do you have to give writing credit to whoever wrote My Country Tis of or it um, I believe it's public domain. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It totally is. But is it? yeah. Okay. Good. Because yeah. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is. Uh, yeah. My country tis of the tis of thee. Be who you want to be. Mm-hmm. I, I, every time I hear that, I get emotional because oh, cool. I, I I think our generation kind of embodies that. Like if yeah. you were to really 
sum it up in one line, it's pretty close. I think so. And, and I think every generation kind of feels that way too. So it like relates to everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every generation has their own thing like that. Absolutely. That I, I agree. And we, yeah. we, we grew up like, I don't know, just I remember all them always saying like, you know, be who you want. Like this is America, you know? And it's like, oh, I don't know. It's just a thing. It's just something I put in my song. It's something that sticks out in my head. Well, I was going to say, what, what is it about Death of a Hero that caught John Mayer's attention? Have you figured that one out? Um... You know, I've been, you know what's crazy? I've been, I've been like, I've been talking to him for like the last four or five days, just over text. <laughs> it's like the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and um, I'm actually going to his house on Sunday. You're mm-hmm. doing the, his Instagram show, aren't you? Yeah. I just, just saw that. Yeah. yeah it's going to be very cool. I'm very excited. Um, and I'm not sure really, but you know, I think maybe I, I, John Mayer is like, he's what, that's what I, I'm like when I was younger. That's who I want to be him, you know? I wanted to be him. I still do. And so maybe what he saw in it was just... I remember he said something. He said, the way you find your sound is by trying to be like the people you look up to and failing. And so maybe he sees me trying to be like him Mm. and failing but finding myself. Maybe that's what he sees in it. I don't know. Because he said, what he said, this is songwriting, this is how it's done. Yeah, that was cool. (laughs) That was very cool. (laughs) That is... uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it was a very cool <laughs> moment for me. What do you think your strength is as a songwriter? Um, I think my strength. I'm well. I'm. I don't. I'm trying to get better, but I think that I like writing lyrics. Lyrics are the most important thing to me in music because I didn't get into music. Music is something I fell in love with after I fell in love with trying to say something important. I always thought, like, I always thought when I was a kid. Maybe, I, maybe I'm dumb. But I was always like, for saying it, but I was like, oh, I like, I, I want people to listen to me. You know, like, I have something to say. Um, and so that's why, and I realized that if I could just maybe write a melody that was pretty, then people would listen to it instead of being like, Alex, shut up. <laughs> stop, stop you can sing along with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, it's not as nice to, it's not so fun to listen to me. Just, just go on rants. <laughs> Outrunning karma. Who's this piece of shit? Um, that's just about somebody in my life that I knew that I thought was maybe kind of like being a little bit of a womanizer and not really respecting other people and everything is going okay for them. But I, it was just me kind of being like, and I don't like to preach, um, but I kind of wanted to just be like, hey, you know, one day I might catch up with you. Yeah, yeah, but that's rude. I, I don't. Well, I don't know yet, but I, I don't. It's. I always feel bad about saying that because I'm like, I don't. People are free to live their life however they want, um, and I don't know like what everybody's going through or whatever. But you know, it's just putting it out there. See, like, you say you have so much to say, but like in a social situation, you're never like the crazy like a party situation Mm -hmm. you're not like you're not holding court or like well that's because like i was the other night when we were in we were we were in um seattle and we went to go um get some food it was really late and we were in this like club is the only place you could order chicken wings and i was like let's go i'm so hungry (laughs) so we were were, were, wings yeah we were sitting in there um and then everyone was talking but the music was so loud like you can't talk about any of the things that maybe that you would you can't get you can't get very no. deep, you know. Um, and you do get deep, like you're a one-on-one. I'm an all-or-nothing kind of person. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to have like a surface-level conversation with anybody, you know. So, <laughs> so it's like if we're going for it, we're going for it, you know. <laughs> All right. Sometimes I'm too intense for some people, um, and I understand that. Um, but it's just who I am. <laughs> have you lost a friend due to your too intense? I've lost a lot. Of, I've lost a lot of friends, and I'm trying to like. It's not. I mean, not a lot of friends, but you know. I don't know. This is like this is something that I struggle with a lot because 
I don't know. <laughs> I, it's very hard for me to get into. I haven't lost a lot of friends, but I used to. I used to like. I loved. I love the debate and arguing, and that's like something that really interests me. I enjoy it. Um, but you know, I also get that that's not something that everybody wants to do. And I've I've matured a lot. So maybe I didn't lose a lot of like serious relationships, but some friends in like sixth grade were like, "Dude, chill out. Like, I'm not trying to hang out with you anymore. Maybe I don't want to go over to your house and have a juice box. Like, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to argue with you." Ecto cooler. Yeah. A- any uh, random people reach out to you now that you have? A huge album and John Mayer Instagramming you. Um, what do you mean, like R- just randoms from the past popping their head back up, um, saying hi? You know, I kind of kept to myself um, in school, so not really. Mm-mm. Just just family members who I speak to regularly are telling me they're excited for me, and uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, some random people, but you know that's always nice. Cool. Wow. I have a few, like, real quick questions. Yeah. Have you revealed who Death of a Hero is about yet? No, I, I can't. We get that yeah. question all the time. I know. That I can't. Never that gonna I cannot do, do. Uh-uh, probably not. Do you still listen to their music? Um, yes. All right, so it's a musician. I just want to see if we can get that. <laughs> so oh, oh, no. <laughs> have they well, released music recently? <laughs> I, uh, uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, I was going to ask Nikki okay. or Winter. I got a call this morning from somebody who was like, I need to hear this song. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Yo, you know what's crazy, though? Someone has been sending out emails for people that I've, with people, or two people that I've worked with. Actually, okay, never mind. I'm not going to say this. I'm not trying to inspire anybody. Okay. <laughs> yeah, never mind. No, we'll skip over that. <laughs> got it. But no, if I have no, people to win, I'll, I'll maybe put it out. Wow. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's a dark one. Talk it, about dark. It is a little dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to put. I like to imagine crazy scenarios of how I would feel, and then I write a story about it. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what that song is about. Spectacular. Well, the Thanks. other one, as someone who's known it for like their lyrics, is there a song out there right now that you're like, "That's a good song lyrically." I wish I wrote that one. That came out recently, or just like any time. Yeah, "Mad World" by Tears for Fears, like one of my favorite mm. songs ever. Okay. Obviously, wow. "Stand" by Eminem. Um, I mean, I was listening to the song "America" by Paul Simon. Like just driving through America, listening to that song is kind of a cool experience. Um, there's a lot of songs. "The Sound of Silence." Um, We're Daughters. talking about iconic records here. Yeah, timeless records. All so of them. what he says is today's music. No. Well, no, but maybe I don't know. There, I, I haven't. I have not stayed up to date enough for me to make a judgment. But I really like like "Hallelujah" by Leonard Cohen, one of the one of the greatest songs. Like mm. "Daughters" by John Mayer. Dude. Um, Daughters and waiting on the world to change, but daughters first. Like the yeah. detail and the pictures that you could see in your head when you listen to that song. Yeah. So beautiful. Amazing. The way that they he uses words is like really spectacular. And now he's your friend. I well, I, you know what? I will call him a friend. I'm not sure if he would if he would re- reciprocate, but you know, yes. I think he would. I think I, he's a cool dude. I call him a friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I would have done that before any of this happened anyway. So yeah. he knew you. Yeah. I mean, he invited over, you over to his house. I mean, only friends get the invite. All right, fine. I we're think. friends. All yeah, right, you cool. Go. Well, you said it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> so if he watches this, he'll know. Like, if he doesn't feel the same way, it was because you made me say it. Okay. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Alec Benjamin. Yeah. Awesome. This album, uh, just, I can't tell people enough to go and listen to it. It is so beautiful, and the stories are just... Okay, uh, I have to say one thing, though. We called yeah. it a mixtape, because my album is coming in, probably in the summer. Okay. But like, it's the same thing. It's an album. But like it's you, an album of songs. It's album collection of stories yes. that deserve your ear. Thank you. And do you have this album already finished? Um, No, but I have some songs for it. A lot of songs for it. Cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Continuation of what narrated for you is? Yeah, just same stuff, just me, more. Yeah, more songs, <laughs> more songs that I've written. More Alec. More yeah. Alec Benjamin. 
Dude, this body of work, I connected with it very deeply and very uh, Thank you. emotionally, and I really do appreciate it. It's, Thank you guys for having me back. Thank you for coming back. Really top to bottom, it. I love you deeply. Thank as you. A I love human you guys. Being, and as an artist, Alec Benjamin. Thank you yes. so much. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.